The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Art is Our Perception is proudly supported by Arts Manehiku. Check them out on Facebook. Are you involved in the arts in Southland? Are you an artist? Is your organisation involved in the arts? Do you need more people to know what it is you do? Media training, social networking or website development? Do you need help with professional development? Or just getting in touch with the right people? Talk to Arts Morihiku because they're here to help. Email them, kiaora at artsmorihiku.co.nz or look for them on Facebook. The Arts Advocates for the South, Arts Marihiku. This is Radio South and 96.4 FM. I'm Darren Ludlow and welcome into this edition of Art is Our Perception, a show brought to us with thanks to Arts Marihiku, Arts Advocates here in South. And check out their Facebook page. Or if you've got a query and want to get in touch with them, email kiaora at artsmarihiku.co.nz. Guest this week returning to the show, recidivist I guess at this point, but very welcome, uh, is ICC's Manager of Museum and Heritage Services, Wayne Marriott. It has been, Wayne... Uh, a challenging time of recent for uh, curatorial presentations, shall we say, art exhibitions, historical exhibitions, exhibitions of any time because everything got shunted around, was having to close doors and then having to reopen under new restrictions for COVID. How much has it done your head in? Look, it's really done our head in, in the sense that we feel sorry for the public when we have a really active programme of engagement and you can't engage. Mm. So we've had to start thinking outside the square in terms of how we can actually make some of these available online, um, how we can go forward with um, all our exhibition proposals, making sure that should we, you know, the traffic light system is, is about to be put into operation, but should we ever find ourselves in another lockdown? Because we're just looking at Europe and we look at our colleagues in Europe and we're seeing wave after wave, even with vaccination still going through of, of COVID. So we're about to take a calculated risk in New Zealand. So we need to take a calculated risk in, in making sure that um, the art and artefacts are still accessible to the public. And the only way we can do that is digitally. Um, that's a guarantee. And on the other side, it's actually opening the building and making them available that way. Fair to say, though, that our temporary space at Hawakatuya is is not a place that you would say you're at risk in because it's not crowded. You know, it is no. it is a place of space. And an interesting observation is because it's the the, the front facing part of of those services, um, there has been no change at all from a, a visitor perspective and how the staff interact with people. Not at all. I mean, the only difference is the wearing of masks mm. in, inside that um, facility. We're wearing masks if we go to H&Js or masks if we go to Whitcalls or anywhere else in town. Um, there are protocols uh, around that and it's been fantastic. We have only had one instance of one person refusing to come in to we wearing a mask and they were making a, um, a statement a protest about what they were doing. They're entitled to do that. Yep. They also respected the fact that the rules that we had in place and so they chose to to go and thought that they would interact online 
and that's fine. That's fine. exactly yeah, what we need a, to do. It's a grown-up so, so we've got to continue to, to learn to think outside the square. We've also got to find other ways that we can make um, our material available. So we're already starting to plan for 2022, 2023, where we are going to have, especially in 2023, an exciting and interesting year because... 2023 is the 250th anniversary of the first contact between Māori and non-Māori here. So that is that contact between the person we we know about, Maru, (laughs) and the person we know to be James Cook, sitting in a place like Dusky Sound. and, and that's actually going to be a really interesting year for us. Um, and so we, we've started work on that already. We've started work on a number of stories. Um, at the moment, we're all excited about our famous bootlegger, um, Owen McShane, who was there at Sandy Point. Um, we've read the books of the historians, John Hall Jones, and also uh, even Fred Miller, who all classified him as an ex-convict who came from Australia to New Zealand. The bad news is, last night we actually confirmed he was never a convict. He was a free man. He ended up on a ship that was wrecked somewhere between Manila and Guam. Uh, Most of the crew was massacred, and then he and one other person were picked up, brought back to Sydney, and then he eventually ended up over here. So we're rewriting history, not based on... um, whatever we think but actually now on new facts that are coming to light. It's a challenging history. It's great. It's exciting. Now we just need to know if he actually did have any children. I had an interesting moment speaking of masks when I I went in to have a look at um, uh, Designing the Past which was the exhibition looking at uh, the the, the design and construction of the water tower which the options were not as we knew as as we discovered earlier this year and the number of people who've been in and interacted with the cardboard cutouts Holy hecka. Well, I can't get over it. So that was an idea that I think Mick Heslin and Russell Beck and Alf Paul came up with. So that's how long ago they were first put together. Um, We decided we had some good copies sitting in the archives. Let's reproduce it. Um, There's a a slight degree of variation from the original to, to what we have now. But... The excitement, not just the kids, the adults. Mm. Um, I have never seen so many enthusiastic people wanting to to get involved with these these cutouts. Um, you know, rebuild the icon of of Invercargill. But actually, it's a wonderful way for people to handle history, learn a little bit more about it, and at the same time, we put out those two original designs for. Um, the construction of the water tower so you had the original architect came over wonderful architect from Melbourne turns up here unfortunately um, the local authority at that particular time decided to give him a pay cut so he decided he didn't want to work for the local authority Um, so what they did was they found another architect who had just been made redundant by the provincial council and um, lo and behold he then took the original design slight bit of modification and the debate around the council table was simply um, locally made product versus um, imported product and that was the, the, the big debate of the Invercargill Council of the day. I noticed they were roundly chastised in an editorial from the Southland Times as well. Uh, speaking of local government, uh, really revealing uh, watercolour exhibition by former Southland County clerk uh, Robert McGowan, um, and quite striking. Well, Robert McGowan was absolutely amazing. I mean, he he turned up here um, in 
1870 for the second time and was the inaugural county clerk and treasurer for Southland County Council. Now his sketchbooks are absolutely full of some of the most amazing um, images from uh, Riverton, from the Bluff, from um, uh, Invercargill itself showing the changing landscape. The, the work forms part of the Invercargill Public Art Gallery collection. It has just been recently conserved um, as part of the project that they're working on. What a great way to get a fantastic collection out. Now we're looking forward to finding an opportunity to actually take those watercolours or really good copies of those watercolours and get them down into Bluff. Because you can actually go to the places where they were drawn and spot the exact location. So um, that's a great way to actually see history unfolding in front of your eyes. Which was an interesting thing that ties in nicely to the third part of the exhibition that's just closed off, and that's looking through the lens, which is a, a collection of photographs from the museum's collection itself, uh, looking at um, the, the wide streets, the bustling streets of Invercargill in years mm. gone by. And I took quite some time uh, going around that and just placing the landmarks and, and figuring out yeah. where things uh, were it was it was a, a really interesting experience that I enjoyed um, somebody came up to explain what was going on to me and I won't name the visitor host because I, I then dropped my mask a little bit and he went oh <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> when, well, look when you take they take that photographic collection it's amazing because we often are the, the beneficiaries of people having a clean out they find an old photo they bring it in but it's just simply the title of the image and the uh, photographer, if we're lucky, and who gave it to us. Our research actually has to be down to defining the when, um, when this particular photograph was, was taken. And even after the work that we did, and there was some extensive work done on the labels for that particular exhibition, we suddenly discovered something the other day when we looked very carefully in one of the photos which said actually we can now date this to X as opposed to what we've said um, and that's actually part of the ongoing process of making sure that the information that we're passing on to the public is accurate um, and we continually work through that process. Let's park the starter and dive on into the main course, Mr Marriott. From uh, the 13th of November through until the 12th of December, On Trend is an exhibition that celebrates the, the work and creativity of the late Owen Ellison. Uh, it's a passion project of yours. What inspired um, the, the concept of, of a museum around Owen's work? Well, the, the passion project really started with Louise Nye, who we're aware passed away earlier this mm -hmm. year. Now, Louise um, had a gap here. Through Joan Hall-Jones, she ended up working as an intern at the museum when I was here uh, in the 1990s. Um, Louise and Owen had a, a very long friendship and he was one of, uh, or sorry, she was one of his, his models for, for Owen. And it was, what are we going to do with Owen's photos? So they were scattered everywhere. So we were able to bring together the collection that was in Owen's home when he died and we've started a process of scanning them, of digitising them. Unfortunately, there were no names associated with them. So we've been going through this process where we've now selected around 180 photos. That, um, that from, from how many, Wayne? Thousands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've found 180 photos. There's another 180-odd which are in digital form, so they'll be turning over. They will be all on the wall of Hewakatuia. Now, there is going to be no labels. 
Ah. And the reason that we haven't put labels down and you'll see blank um, pieces is we actually need the help of the public to start naming some of these photos. Now, we can all spot um, uh, Tuzanne and we can all spot Margot Sutherland and we can all spot the, the well-known faces. But there are actually a heck of a lot of other people from Southland who are in these photographs. And we're going to need them to own up to the fact that they happen to be one of the faces but it's a way that we can actually make this archive real and usable because we all have these photographs at home where we've taken them we've had them printed uh, if we have remembered in the day of digital to print them um, they sit in a box 30 years later we pull them out somebody says who's that and we go um, I'm not sure the Alzheimer's clicks done so this is a way that we can actually keep this collection alive make it real make it relevant Owen, when he passed away in 2019, actually left a, a huge gap in, in many people's lives. Mm. And for us, this is a way that um, we can acknowledge somebody in Southland who put a bit of an edge on a number of things in the, the late 80s and the 90s. Um, he was a, a pretty outrageous character. Um, those of us who, who knew him um, can't actually say the word Owen Allison without a wry smile going across mm -hmm. our face. Because <laughs> one just went across mine. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, Owen was Mr. Fun. He mm. was Mr. Party. He was, um, he turned the negative into positives all the time. And um, he, while he was equally uh, at ease in front of the camera as he was behind the camera, his talent behind the camera has actually captured the social history of, of one part of, of this community mm. and also Dunedin and Wellington and Auckland and even internationally, which we have really as, a, as an amazing legacy. So, um, so I think he would be younger than you and I. Yes, he is. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. Just. Just. Um, no, older than me. Oh, no, no. Okay. Older by one year. I'll just there feel, I'll feel that burning. There you go. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm just, I'll, I'll put that one in. Yeah, thanks. Yes. Um, and that concludes our interview with it. No. <laughs> um, possibly one of the most vital humans I've ever had interaction yeah. with. You know? I know. It's interesting because I look at Owen as an artist and as a collaborator because there were those yep. uh, in the arts world there were those two almost three perspectives there was Owen looking through a lens as a photographer but then there was also Owen as the composer of, of events uh, for yep. example who could go from being the person who, who focused on fine detail and photographs to having a big picture perspective um, for how an event should be. There'd still be a hell of a lot of detail in there, obviously. Absolutely. But it's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a rare skill to, to be able to move from, from one into the other. He he comfortably moved between all of those, whether it was the fashion parades he organized, whether it was the photography, the the makeup, the collaboration uh, with people such as Andrea Hill, George Howard uh, as, as examples, I mean, these these are names who are icons in in this community. I mean, um, with what Andrea Hill uh, did with Hedonist, actually broke the mould of the traditional hairdressers from mm. from her time. George Howard continued in that same mould with with uh, Dangerous Rhythm, and and we see the the proteges of those people still here in town, like Adrian Barclay mm. at, at Venom, as yeah. a as a classic example. So. There's, there's a lovely legacy with, within what we're seeing, but I think so often we become very complacent about, oh yeah, that was that, it's not really history. Actually, it's part of our storytelling. Um, and I think people are going to be quite surprised about what's there. Um, 
I, I think, you know, Wilson's Corporate Clothing, you know, there's a name we don't hear anymore, yet we managed to find one of their, their brochures from about 92, 93, where it was shot at Anderson uh, uh, House, it was also shot at the Memorial and a few other places in, in town. We've found uh, professionals, um, uh, how to buy a house uh, another brochure that he he shot um, it wasn't just uh, the hairdressing the makeup the fashion there was also obviously a commercial element to mm. his work as well and some of the amazing photos we found you know photos of Joan Collins photos of Rachel Hunter um, uh, all of the uh, Lord of the Rings crew that that he took and and that he knew um, they're a completely different part of it but also something that people go Wow, he knew those as well. So, you know, he had tentacles everywhere. As you've gathered the material and and spoken to people, how have they reacted at, at the, the concept of Owen's exhibition on trend? Incredibly happy that we're acknowledging not only somebody who always ended up becoming a friend of, of these people, but um, most importantly, that his passing has not meant that he's gone without a, a memory. This is actually a way that we can keep Owen alive for, mm. for future generations, for his nieces and nephews and for his great nieces and, and nephews. I mean, this this weekend I'm aware we've got people actually flying in from other parts, not Auckland, um, of New Zealand coming in who were friends, either photographed by him, who knew him, who were part of this this big conversation about getting this exhibition out there. So we're, we're incredibly flattered that former people from Southland um, want to be part of this. I mean, uh, Nikki D has contacted us and said that she's, you know, really sorry, she's stuck in Sydney. She can't get here. Um, we, we really wanted to have a huge celebration. And I think part of me thinks this may actually be the first of another exhibition because now we've got the catalyst for people to start identifying the images for us now that we have scanned them we can make them available we need a conversation to start about putting names to some of these photographs of Owen um, and that's going to be wonderful for us. So what about the family? How have they reacted? Look, his, his parents, Bill and Mavis, have been absolutely brilliant. Um, they have helped us. They have supported the exhibition. Um, uh, we've managed to get some, some of those stories about Owen from a different perspective that nobody ever knew. And, uh, and I think it's absolutely wonderful that um, his parents um, uh, have been involved, especially his mother, who have assisted our team in actually creating some of the, the material about the show. So, so it's great. We've also had, obviously, um, input from another, a number of his other collaborators that he's worked with. So um, I believe that what we will see will be an exhibition which will just be us completely enveloped by Owen Allison's photographs and a few people going, oh my God, that's me from 20 years ago. That'll be the best part. So originally it was going to open around the time of Owen's 54th birthday, what would have been his 54th birthday, and it would have been nice to have September 11th have a nice ring to it yep. uh, instead of the date that, that we remember it for. But I, I pondered with interest how we've gone through this past fortnight and, and how we've gone through that seasonal change and how everybody's you know a bit more out a bit more vibrant uh, feeling good yep. and and there's a part of me that says uh, he loved this moment oh, he did every year because everybody was playing catch up with him exactly <laughs> i mean he I, I, one of the best descriptions is probably a social butterfly 
I mean, he knew everybody, and if he didn't know them, he wanted to know them, and he soon found a way to, to get to know them. So he had touch points everywhere, um, especially when he lived in Invercargill. Um, the work that he was doing with Vanity Walk in Dunedin gave him a different layer of, of touch points. Um, so he wasn't scared to promote himself. And, and one of the interesting things about working with his parents is actually seeing the his parents and actually seeing having known Owen you can see how some of their qualities actually came out in Owen it's, it's actually a really interesting uh, journey to go on and I, I think we're lucky we're really lucky to have this what is it Wayne about Owen Allison that stands out for you he wasn't afraid um, he wasn't afraid to promote himself to to meet people to um, uh, promote his work but also the other thing is he gave those who worked with him incredible confidence um, he gave them the passion to believe in themselves um, he had young models depending on on their ages um, young people who had never been in front of a camera before but the time Owen gave actually allowed that person to relax to be comfortable but also to be very proud of themselves to actually know that they were the person that mm. that um, he wanted to engage with and, and he photographed them because he wanted to photograph them. It's interesting I see his style and ambition and how he worked with models mm. coming out and uh, other people now in the digital era. Yep. Uh, Athena Russell for example mm. is one of those people who works on, on building up body image around uh, a young woman and, and empowering them and obviously that was a skill that Owen had. For me it's that smolder. Mm. As soon as somebody says Owen Allison in my mind I see that smolder. Um, it, 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 it was a magnificent thing that you just looked at and 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 you would be trying to read a uh, did I just piss you off yeah or, or or are you quietly happy with that or and and not knowing was actually the delightful part he had the perfect pout yes um, and you either didn't sometimes know what side of the pouch you were on, whether it was the right side or the wrong side. But, you know, part, part of this collection that we found was actually a parcel addressed to me, care of the Southland Museum and Art Gallery. And it was a parcel he was supposed to have shipped down back in about 1998. Um, Owen was very good at taking photos, but sometimes he wasn't quite good at putting the postage stamps on them. And this was a series of work that the... Um, museum was going to accession into its collection which was on former Southlander Michael Parmenter the oh, dancer right, the dancer yes. and so Owen actually recognized an artist's court outside exactly the and so Owen had actually gone and done a series on Michael wow. uh, almost a day in his life and uh, a number of other images we're actually delighted that these photos are now here because he was um, well he is a, a, a Southlander very proud of his, his origins very proud of going to Southland boys Amazing Man, that's guy. Ex exhibition in itself. It is an amazing exhibition in itself. So you know, my, um, to have that type of capture, Southlander capturing another Southlander, um, is wonderful. So on trend is an exhibition commemorating the work and the creativity of Owen Allison that is on display at Hawakatuya uh, from November 13th through until the 12th of December. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. It's one of those uh, strange exhibitions where you can go and participate in it and recognise uh, your friends from years gone by once you get through the shoulder pads and the moose. Um, or maybe even yourself. And there's a, I, I passed comment to Evelyn Cook recently. She said, Darren, with any 
photos of you there and say, I don't remember standing in front of Owen's camera. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. And there'll be a few people uh, like that. I, I mm. don't think I've been more fizzy about an exhibition uh, coming to uh, to here than, than this one. So um, thanks for celebrating his work and his, his creativity. And, and we look forward to, uh, to diving in. Um, this is Art Is Our Perception, a show which is brought to us with thanks to uh, Arts Marihiku. Uh, remember that uh, they've got their Facebook page or email kia at artsmarihiku.co.nz. The show is available as a podcast on Radio Southland's website, radiosouthland.org.nz. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts or there's the accessmedia.nz app free for Android users. Just remember to select Radio Southland as your station. This is Art is Our Perception. Thanks very much to ICC Manager of Museum and Heritage Services, Wayne Marriott, for being our guest for Radio Southland. I'm Darren Ludlow. Are you involved in the arts in Southland? Are you an artist? Is your organisation involved in the arts? Do you need more people to know what it is you do? Media training, social networking or website development? Do you need help with professional development or just getting in touch with the right people? Talk to Arts Morihiku because they're here to help. Email them. Kia at artsmarihiku.co.nz or look for them on Facebook. The Arts Advocates for the South, Arts Marihiku. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz. 